Welcome to the EchoCast, episode 112. This is a podcast about the Division 2, its community, news, speculation, and updates, as well as my occasional rantings. I am Bond Diesel. I do Division stuff, such as this podcast, Twitch streams, and YouTube videos, mostly about Division 2. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and rate the podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on. It helps me get noticed and it helps me, uh, you know, just keep doing this show. On today's show, we will have a state of the game recap, Division 2 news and speculation, some community topics, a listener question, and some content updates. I will give you a heads up now that after the ad break, and I will announce it again, I am going to have some really, really big spoilers that came out in a leak this week. So if you are not wanting to get involved in that or you want to try to avoid them and get uh, surprised here in the coming months, um, feel free to skip it. I totally understand. But just as an early heads up, after the ad break, there'll be some spoilers. I will announce it again at that time. Thank you to this month's Patreon supporters, Hassan, Christian, Darren, Dale, Justin, Jimmy, Tim, PK, and DJ. If you would like to support this podcast or my other content, such as my stream and the Xbox Dadcast, check out patreon.com slash the echo cast. Okay, we will start with the state of the game recap. I will essentially just read through what we had. Uh, I'll highlight and talk about a few of the things, and then we will hit that mid-roll and get on to the juicy stuff. On today's state of the game, we had Hamish, Bruce, and Yannick talking about the PTS and some other relevant topics. They talked about how on Tuesday, yesterday, uh, they had a a patch to fix some bugs and other minor issues. They are aware that there's some ongoing raid issues with Delta errors and disconnects. Uh, they are also asking people, especially with that raid issue, um, to record which error code they get, the time it happened locally, your ISP, uh, who was in your group, and what region you were in. They talked a good amount about Title Update 10's PTS Phase 1. Uh, they talked about how it is actually going to end tomorrow on Thursday, and they will start Phase 2 of the PTS on Friday. There'll be about a 24-hour gap where there won't be a PTS active. They basically confirmed, essentially, that there will be a Phase 3 of the PTS and that uh, it will be kind of with all of the final changes in at once to, I guess, have one more pass through and make sure it feels good. I highly suspect that's going to be so they can make sure the raid um, will go off mostly without a hitch. Uh, they obviously found some issues with Foundry Bulwark, the new uh, set 
if you have paid attention to social media at all, you'll know that people were essentially invulnerable. Um, it was due to an error with how they calculated uh, the, the healing and damage dealt um, combined with an issue with PvP where PvP damage uh, between players uh, is scaled back considerably and because of the way that uh, gear set works it, um, it it basically made you so you couldn't die uh, they talked about how all the weapons have been boosted we talked about that last week um, but they are having trouble right now judging how that's affected pvp because as i've said before um, the, the pts is imperfect and uh, if you find op gear in the pts you should note that say why it's op and then move on uh, instead people use it like a demo and so apparently a lot if not most people are using uh, the bug set to just troll each other in the dz because they can't die so pvp progress hasn't been recorded perfectly and they um, are hoping that phase two and I assume phase three will give them more PVP feedback. Uh, Bruce specifically asked that if you have feedback, that it's very welcome to definitely give it, uh, but to make sure to make a case. Um, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, they noted that there are people who are, who are saying that they feel like the game feels too easy, that the changes have lowered the difficulty too much they're trying to remind people that one the whole point of this patch is to make the game fun again but they do want the challenge to remain and they want people to realize that you know the changes aren't final yet they haven't even implemented all of the changes yet and to wait for the final product uh, at the end of the day though people just need to remember that they're intending for this to be a fun patch uh, they noted that there's people asking about more storage space because of all the new gear that's being added. Um, this sounded like a, we will look into it. And it also sounded like a, it's probably not going to happen, but they did say they'll follow up later with what uh, their final decision is. Uh, they did note that season one is coming to an end uh, as of yesterday, Tuesday. The Guardian Global event is active. They did remind people that when season two opens up, uh, season one had a a free premium pass. So you got the premium uh, unlock levels uh, and the regular ones. And season two, everyone will get the regular uh, reward track, but you'll need to pay in-game premium currency to unlock the premium track um, they did cover something i'm going to talk about after the mid roll uh, but they acknowledged that in the pts build there was a an epic ton of stuff left that uh, some data miners found and um, revealed months and months worth of content and uh, specifically story content uh, that at least at some point has been planned to be coming to the game. Uh, they said they typically are able, mm. sorry, <laughs> they're typically able to hide that stuff in the PTSs, but they just messed up and 
Now people have a lot of information. Um, they ask people to be mindful um, as not everyone is going to look for this information and doesn't want it spoiled for them. So if you're going to be discussing it, um, especially in a public forum, to try to be reasonable with um, you know spoilers and, and tagging things as spoilers and, and so on, uh, they, they did confirm something that I actually did not expect them to do. Um, but part of those leaks was speculation that there's going to be a, uh, essentially a, a skyscraper mode, um, a PVE replayable mode, uh, that actually people talked a lot about in division one, uh, or wanted in division one. And, uh, they didn't go into too much, de too much detail about it. They basically just said it's not underground 2.0 and that it is pretty early in development and probably will not be coming anytime soon. And that was the gist of it. I think somewhere in there, they also threw in that the exotics, um, are going to be boosted a bit, um, specifically the big horn. And some others. So, um, I mean, the state of the game is fine. Uh, I liked it. I, I felt like it was a good, uh, these PTS, uh, state of the games are good because they kind of give us a, a thought on what they're thinking. Um, the, the, the fact that there's going to be a phase three, that's probably a good idea. Um, in, in previous PTSs, they've done one or two phases and felt like they learned a lot. And then they implemented things that maybe weren't perfect. Uh, so the phase three is good. Um, asking people to actually make a case when they're uh, giving their opinion on a change that's been made, uh, I think is pretty important. Uh, I see a lot of uh, quote unquote feedback from people. That's just them complaining. Uh, it, it never is. It's always, uh, I hate this set or this set sucks or that exotic sucks. And it's, it's rarely ever, oh, I don't really like that because of this. And I think, I think it would be, would be better if this, which is how feedback works, uh, even though that uh, concept seems to be lost on a lot of people. So I'm glad that they stated that pretty clearly the extra storage space. I mean, it's not going to happen. They, they gave us extra when the game came out. Uh, and, and they avoided that super fun situation of pay to play storage. Uh, it's, it's not going to happen. They're not going to expand the storage anymore. Uh, the game already chugs when it comes to, to the communication between the servers and the client. Um, and, and that's just more data that they have to pay for. It's, it's not going to happen. I'm not saying it should or shouldn't, but it's just, it's probably not going to. Um, and then the final bit of them talking about, um, typically hiding stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they normally, uh, that's fine, except I feel like in every single PTS that's ever happened, uh, people have found, um, you know, in, in data mined information that leaked stuff for the future. So cool. Uh, we'll talk about that after the mid roll, which is coming up now. Okay. So for the division two topic. So this is mostly going to be about the leaks. So spoiler, 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 spoiler. I'm going to be detailing the information that we got. Um, I'm going to go through it quickly and then I'm going to open up the actual document that I have kind of everything summarized. Um, so here's your warning. 
everything after this will be spoilers until, uh, well, actually I'll drop this information first. So no spoilers here. Uh, I did confirm with Yannick an article I read last week, um, that there will not be a, a next gen patch quote unquote for division two for the PS five and Xbox series X. Um, but now that we know more about the systems, um, what I think is still probably open is the idea that they may allow those systems to choose like a performance or a graphics mode. Uh, and, and so we'll have to see if they do anything with that. Um, but you know, division one had a patch just for the one X and the PS4 pro, uh, a patch like that won't happen with division two for the new systems, but they don't really need to happen because like the 4k textures are already in the game. So like, I still don't think this is necessarily them saying, you know, the, the, the new systems won't have any improvement, but for now we know for a fact there will not be like a patch just for them. Okay. Now super duper spoilers. Okay, so we found out um, who the manhunt targets and a bunch of other information about season two, three, and four. Uh, these also leaked some information about that uh, skyscraper DLC or mode or whatever that we've now had confirmed. Um, so I'm going to briefly go through the information we got, and then I'm going to do a deep dive on it. And then I'm going to talk about what I think it means for the future of the game and the story and so on. So, so season two, the manhunt target, the main one is going to be Hornet. Um, and essentially there's some explanation that after you took, uh, his watch and after they escaped with Chernenko, uh, I think it was Chernenko, um, they, Keener dispatched a medic, uh, to check on Hornet and they found that he was actually still alive, um, just in critical condition. They brought him back. So he's still alive. Uh, the season three, uh, manhunt target is going to be Barden from black Tusk, uh, as the main target. Uh, and there is a, a twist that involves a hunter, um, that is, not working for, but colluding or opportunistically working with black tusk. And then season four is, uh, is Fei Lau uh, is the manhunt target. Uh, but there's a twist at the end and here's the extra spoiler warning in case you didn't already need it. Um, but Fei actually kills president Ellis. Uh, she remember she's with black tusk and he's working with black tusk, but she kills Ellis to frame the shade agents uh, and say that they killed him, which means that they killed their boss because the president, even if he's dirty, is still the boss of the shade. Uh, and there's a, uh, in the files that they found, there's no actual indication that that Faye is actually killed. Uh, so I'll dive into a few more of the details. So for season two in Hornet, there's this uh, backstory that Hornet and Keener were in the military together and have a, a deeper relationship. Um, Keener kind of has used everyone so far uh, in this game that he's interacted with, uh, but they kind of paint a picture that him and Hornet actually had like a mutual respect and like a real friendship. Um, they talk about how uh, the, the there is a... Uh, the ex-field surgeon who saves Hornet 
uh, after the Russian consulate mission was called termite. That'll be one of the four lieutenants that you hunt in season two. Um, they actually were able to revive Hornet, uh, because his heart had stopped, but they were able to bring him back. Um, they talk about how, uh, so Hornet, his mission is going to be in DC to recruit outcast, um, for them to use as foot soldiers for their future operations. Uh, there's a big thing kind of talking about, uh, the friendship between Keener and Hornet and how before this whole thing even started, Hornet promised to, to carry on Keener's legacy if anything would happen to him. Uh, they talk about how during uh, Jupiter's manhunt, Hornet found four uh, rogue agents to work with him, uh, including Termite. Um, and there's another one called the Huntsman, uh, who's actually the former Shade recruiter uh, who, who actually approved Keener to be a, a Shade agent. Um, there's this uh, note in there that all five of the agents will be equipped with Keener's Eclipse virus. So there, um, I assume whatever the new mechanic in Hornet's like final mission, when you finally kill Hornet, uh, will probably involve that gas, uh, in some capacity, uh, Hornet's final mission will be at tidal basin, uh, and the outcast will be, you know, the, the, the foot troops, um, there will be a bunch of leftover black tusk. I, I, I guess the story is going to indicate that the black tusk have pulled out after the events of warlords of New York. Uh, but that's where Hornet holds up with his troops. Um, the final mission, you know, will end on the hovercraft and there's some talk about how, uh, it's going to involve the eclipse virus and also a hacked warhound that will help you. That seems a little bit uh, crazy, but uh, and then the reward, the skill mod will be a repair trap. So it's going to be that trap skill, but instead of hurting or trapping people, um, you'll use it, I guess, on in your own area and it will heal you. So that's season two. So for season three, uh, the Barden from Black Tusk will be the target. Um, uh, I've already seen a few people say like, oh, that sucks. He actually seems fairly reasonable. Um, he's just doing his job, but he doesn't seem like, like cuckoo, like some of the other ones that we're dealing with. Um, and the, you know, he's a very, very high ranking black tusk person. Um, but it sounds like season three is going to get a little bit wacky. So the black tusk obviously doesn't like the rogue agents, uh, but they realize that they're a, a useful asset if they can recruit them. So the four lieutenants that you'll hunt uh, for the season three will be rogues that Barden has recruited. Um, and let's see, they will lead us to him. Uh, after you kill all four of his lieutenants, uh, you'll, you'll get an intercepted message um, that he has contacted Fei Lao uh, to meet her at Coney Island uh, in the amusement park. Uh, and she alludes that she has a secret plan that, uh, that, that she won't say over the air, but you know, to meet her there. So obviously the shade agents go there to, to hunt Barden and maybe even get Faye. And this is when, uh, so it seems like when you arrive, you will, uh, overhear radio transmissions that, that make you realize that, uh, Barden has, uh, recruited a hunter to come to the park and take care of any shade agents that, 
uh, or take care of you specifically. Uh, so it points out specifically that uh, the hunter never actually speaks, that the only voice lines for the hunter are like grunts and like acknowledgments, basically, um, of what Barden is saying. Uh, apparently, there's a bunch of audio cues of uh, Rikers that are still there that were with Keener um, being massacred by uh, by the hunter. Um, and then the whole thing ends with you fighting the hunter as a boss fight. Um, apparently, and this is like the final mission for Barden. Um, so after you kill the hunter, you'll fight a few, um, black tusk special unit operatives, and then you'll fight Barden. Uh, the, the reward for this one will be a explosive trap. So this is going to be one that doesn't just stop people. It's a shrapnel trap specifically. So I assume it's going to cause damage and probably cause bleed. Um, Apparently this skill uh, mod, you could see it in the PTS, but they, uh, they patched it out uh, quickly. Um, there, there was some speculation here about um, the hunter appearing in a main story situation finally, um, which is really, really cool. Uh, and there's some information that comes um, during this season talking about a character named uh, Natalia Sokolova, um, who is Barden's boss but under the unknown CEO Black Tusk that we've heard the voice of, but don't know who they are. So she's, you know, upper management, but not quite the big boss. Uh, and Barden and her seem to have a very close relationship. Uh, there is some uh, conversation found in these voice files where after you kill the hunter, Natalia asks Barden how the hunter is doing. Um, and Barden says that the, the hunter has been killed, that you've killed them. And that, uh, so there's at least knowledge by his higher ups about, about this hunter and what they were using it for. And then they go into some more speculation and season four. So season four is the Feilau, like I said before, where you'll be hunting Fey. Uh, this one gets interesting. Um, so some of her lieutenants that you fight, one of them will be Alicia Coswald, where if you listen to the voice memos in Warlords of New York, she is the agent who kind of, uh, she was a rogue agent that, uh, basically through those, uh, voice logs, we find that she kind of like turned Faye, um, against shade and, and eventually to black tusk. Um, then we find, uh, one of the other lieutenants for Feilau is going to be Felix Sokolov. Uh, and that is the little brother of, um, Natalia, who is one of the upper Black Tusk people. Uh, so I'm assuming that this, this is going to be a mix of like Felix is, I assume a Black Tusk special unit person, uh, Alicia Coswald may still be a rogue agent or they may have recruited her to Black Tusk. Um, so I'm assuming these Black Tusk special unit people are going to kind of behave uh, from a game AI perspective, kind of like a hunter or like a rogue agent. Um, one thing that they point out that there's a whole bunch of backstory that gets brought up about Natalia and Felix uh, Sokolova uh, and there's various things here. So their family moved from Russia to the United States where they started a company, um, the, the Sokolov, you know, military company that makes, you know, military equipment. Felix uh, enlisted in the army in the U S military. 
Um, Natalia stayed in Russia during this time, and after their father died, she came to the United States to inherit the company. Uh, they find that Natalia um, is one of the people who established Black Tusk. Uh, they say presumably with other investors, and they point out the fact that she's not the CEO, that someone else appears to be running the company, um, and it's not Felix or her, so it must be someone uh, someone else, and they don't really go more into that. And then uh, the, the final bits of this leak talks a bit about how um, Faye... Uh, has this meeting with President Ellis at Camp White Oak, of course, because he would go there again. Um, I'm sure they'll have some kind of like, you know, there's information there that they need. Uh, but before this mission, I guess Kelso specifically says, so this is Faye's final manhunt mission will be at White Oak. And Kelso specifically says like, hey, you can't kill Ellis, even though we know he's turned, he's still the POTUS and he's still your boss. So, you know, you, you can't take him out, but Faye is up for grabs. Take her out. So I, I assume through audio logs or intercepted radio, we find that Ellis and Faye did meet uh, in the in the first big house, not the final one with the helipad, but in that first big cabin house with the giant windows. And uh, she kills him. <laughs> she she murders him. Um despite the fact that there were some black tusk officers uh, that were acting as presidential guards, they're probably in on it, I assume, but we'll have to find out more about that later. Uh, so Felau kills Ellis and, um, puts out a call and tells everyone there that it was shade agents who, um, who assassinated him and she takes off. So the final confrontation happens at the final area where the helipad is, and there seems to be some audio indicating that there's a helicopter trying to take off and we're trying to stop it by messing up something and they have to repair the helicopter before she can leave. Um, but long story short, uh, this was of the, of the two other targets, there were audio cues of the main target. The manhunt target is dead. Um, this one doesn't have that. So they think that, you know, so the person who found all this stuff is interpreting that as saying like Faye gets away and you don't actually end up killing her after she's killed Ellis and then blame the shade agents for it. So, um, and then the, the, there was a little bit of information leaked about the skyscraper mode, uh, talking about how, uh, there's this, there's a bunch of audio clues that indicate that. Uh, you basically have to grind from the bottom of a skyscraper to the top. It's a hundred floors, um, that there's safe floors where it's like checkpoints. Uh, and then once you hit a certain floor, there's no checkpoints anymore. And you have to do, it looks like like the last like 20 floors without a checkpoint. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm curious if it's, if it's going to be treated like almost like a raid. Um, but as like a replay, something that's meant to be a little bit more replayable, maybe not meant to be as quite as serious as a, as a raid, but we just don't know. We know it's a thing because they did confirm it during state of the game and that's about it. So, so those are most of the details you can look for yourself. If you want to read every little bit of everything or the person who found it even details how you can, well, I suspect that after tomorrow, all of that stuff is going to be removed. So if you're going to do it, you need to do it with the current PTS if they haven't already patched it out. Um, but I think uh, this leads some uh, conversation to what this means for the future. So the first thing I think of is what does what does this mean for a season five? 
So my guess is that there will not be a season five. I think that season four will be the final one of division two. Uh, I think that they'll introduce the skyscraper mode as some, some more content. Um, I think they'll introduce, uh, you know, maybe some other stuff to do or even put the seasons on a cycle after that. So then they'll bring back season one and you can, you know, do all the things if you missed anything back when they first did it. Uh, but, but I don't think there is a season five. Um, what I do think there is after that is a division three. So I think season four, uh, the ending leads to what division three will be about. Uh, and I think what will happen is, uh, Faye has framed all of the shade for killing Ellis. So I think what's going to happen is that's going to set all of the shade agents in the country as rogues, or at least in DC, uh, or in the area or something. I'm, I'm kind of, I, I think that your character is going to become a rogue. I think that's going to set you as a rogue and Kelso as a rogue. Um, and what I think is going to happen is we're going to find that division three is going to be us, you know, essentially trying to reestablish ourselves as the good guys. If we, there's conversation to be had, whether or not the agents have ever been the good guys, but the better guys than BTSU. There's also some thought to the idea of, um, that if the agents are marked rogue, they won't be able to use Isaac anymore for all of the, the information gathering that they need. So what I think is going to happen is we had that brief interaction with, um, the rogue shade system, Anna, made by Keener, which is in the watch that our agent currently has. And I think that we're going to end up finding out that we're going to use Anna in division three, uh, until we can reestablish ourselves as cleared rogues or whatever. Um, so I think that that's what's the, I think they're trying to set up and what this is all going to lead to is what they're going to make division three where they're going to, you know, there's always been this thought that, they were going to figure out how to paint the shade agents as, you know, I think you can already paint them as maybe the, not the best guys, but that someone was going to figure out a way to make them the bad guys. Uh, and there's no one better to know how to do that than fail how, um, and there's actually hints to this. If you think about it from, uh, people in the warlords of New York story where they're saying like, Hey, we don't want to work with her. She's a loose cannon. She's, she's, gone off the deep end and when you find out that her sister got killed because uh you know things weren't going very well after the events of division one in new york city and uh, i think this all kind of leads to this idea that she that she's basically taken them down and and that that's um that's that's gonna be division three and and i and at this point i'm like 99% confident that that's how this is going to roll. Um, which is fine. I, I think that's cool. What I'm curious about is that this content, if it releases in a similar time frame as season one, I would say this is the next nine to 10 months of content. Um, so if I'm just looking at a calendar, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> so, um, that, would put this content, basically this, this Fei Lao mission happening at the end of March, 2021. Um, I don't think there would be a division three only <sighs> it'd be three years. 
So maybe that's when division three comes out. Maybe they really do have content from one to the next. Um, I mean, it's possible. It's also possible that, but that's when they would announce a division three, uh, when they, and then for, to come out in 2022, um, I'm pretty certain there's division, there's division three coming because it's just made a ton of money. And the idea of a division three, I, I can't, I can't acknowledge, you know, some ideas I've heard that had to be left on cutting room floors with division because of the current consoles, um, the Xbox one and the base PS four, there's just stuff that these systems were never going to allow this game to do that. The new systems would, and a game that comes out in 2021 or 2022, especially can go full next gen for the consoles, which then means that, you know, the PC hardware and all that, you know, it, it, it can, they, they can just do more. There's things that they don't have to cut. They can make things bigger, better, better looking, all of that. And so, um, I think that this whole thing sets up something interesting happening in March of 2021. Um, more, more likely a announcement, uh, maybe something else, but I don't think they would release a game two years later. I suspect 2022 is way more likely and that's it. So there's all of that. If you've listened to it, thanks for bearing with me. Uh, like I said, I do um, suggest you looking uh, for some of the stuff yourself. And if you want to get real creative and if it's still in there looking for all the audio logs and stuff, um, one thing to keep in mind is that any of this could change. Apparently a good number of the lines, I think all of phase were voice to speech or uh, were text to speech, uh, which I never thought about that they would do as placeholders until they can get the voice actor. Who's actually um, one of the stars of the show, the rookie, uh, the, the chick who's on there is the voice of Fei Lao. Um, but some of the voices were already recorded. So I think Kelso was already recorded and things like that. So once things are recorded, they're probably fairly set in stone, but obviously stuff can be cut at any time. So, you know, all of this stuff, none of it's guaranteed. Honestly, the, the only thing that really seems guaranteed now is the sky, <laughs> the skyscraper thing. And we don't really know that much about that. And I am, I am glad that they kind of said, Hey, like this isn't underground 2.0. It's going to be something different because it's something I've been saying every single time I see people saying like, Oh, I want survival. I want underground 2.0. My response is always one. People should have played it if they wanted those things. Cause people didn't, I know it was a cult hit. I know that me and a bunch of other people who were like hardcore fans really did enjoy those and play them a lot, but most people didn't. And if you don't play it, they're not going to make it again. So I'm glad that they're sticking with that idea of like, this isn't just going to be underground in division two. It's, it's going to be a new thing, which is what I've been asking for this whole time. What I didn't want was just nothing like what we got, essentially no new modes. Um, I'm glad that something is coming and I hope that that's just a hint. I hope that there's more even beyond that. Um, they claim that there's still PVE content that's not season related coming. So I wouldn't be surprised if there will be some new missions, maybe some new areas. I'd be kind of surprised that seems less likely, but I do think that there's going to be more missions coming, maybe even classified assignments or like side mission type content. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, the last bit about this whole thing is I do think that the inclusion of the hunters is interesting. 
what bums me out about it is that it seems like it's almost certainly going down the path of, oh, the hunters are Russians, those daggone Ruskies, which, like, that's fine, I guess. It's just, like, the laziest explanation, in my opinion. But, you know, maybe I'm wrong. We will have to uh, we'll have to wait and see. Okay, so I'm not going to bother with community topics this time. I've been talking a lot. I did get one listener question from 8-Bit Eclipse on my Discord that says, with all of the high-tech gadgets at our disposal, Isaac, drones, turrets, etc., why are agents still using a flare gun? <laughs> so um, I, think, I think that's fairly well explained. Um, so in the DZ, to call in an extraction, use a red flare. Uh, and that makes sense because we know that Isaac doesn't work in there. Um, now I will say in division one, it made a lot of sense why Isaac didn't work there. Division two, they, they tried to make each dark zone have like its own story, which I appreciate from a narrative standpoint. Um, but I do wish they would have just been like, Oh, that's just where we quarantined everything. So we blocked it off, like trying to make them each have like, Oh, it flooded. And now there's chemicals everywhere or. And all these people walled themselves off and then it got bad there. Like, whatever, I guess. But um, the the flare gun for the extraction makes sense because Isaac doesn't work in that zone. And then the flare in the open world for the control points, I assume because the civilians don't have Isaac, that they don't have shade systems. So that's the best way. So the, the civilian factions know oh, there's a yellow flare. That means there's a shade agent who's gained our trust. Uh, we need to go help them. And so that's my best explanation for it. Um, I, I get what you're saying. Um, it would make more sense if a drone popped out and went and found someone, I guess. But uh, eh, there's a lot of stretches to be made in the story of this game. And uh, that one isn't the one that I think is quite the worst. But I do think it's a good, it's a good question. Uh, the final bit here for some content updates. Um, I do appreciate those who came out on Sunday for my first stream in two and a half, maybe three months. Um, we had, I had great numbers. I was playing state of the K two. I wasn't even playing division. Um, I appreciated the, you know, 20, 30, 40 people who came out and checked it out. Uh, that's back to my right back to my regular numbers. So, you know, we're not going partner anytime soon, but, um, I felt the love and a lot of really fun chat, uh, baby diesel made an appearance, uh, per use, and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. So, um, thank you all. Uh, I am not streaming this podcast because of all the spoilers, but I do plan on streaming, uh, the following podcast. Um, I even would like to stream the Xbox Dadcast as well. Uh, and then maybe stick around for a half hour to an hour to play games afterwards. But, uh, but we'll have to see. Um, I will say with the stream, um, I will play Division 2 a bit, especially as Season 2 starts and Title Update 10 comes out. Um, I'm really stuck on State of Decay 2, and I probably will be for a while. Um, I've really fallen for that game. I started Titanfall 2's main story, and I would like to play that on stream a bit. And Escape from Tarkov is about to have their uh, my first wipe since I've played the game. Um, I kind of stopped caring about that game a few months ago. Um, but when they wipe, uh, I just got too far behind. Um, so when this wipe comes, I do plan on playing it quite a bit. And I'll do some of that on stream. So I, I thought my Tarkov streams were um, actually a lot of fun. And the way that that game works where you go in and you fight 
for 15, 20 minutes, and then you have five or 10 minutes of downtime. Um, I enjoyed that actually a lot, uh, streaming wise, because it gave me time to just focus and play. And then, you know, a decent amount of time to chit chat and stuff while I was selling gear or setting up new weapons or new loadouts and stuff. So, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, and that's it. So we'll, we'll, uh, we will wrap this thing up. Uh, if you have your own questions, feel free to ask in any of the places I give you the opportunity to ask. If, uh, if you have any thoughts on all, all these leaks and what that might mean, uh, you can post it in my discord. I do ask people to uh, mark things as spoilers. Um, I may need to make a spoiler room <laughs> in my, uh, in my discord. We'll have to wait and see. Um, and, and yeah, so, uh, check me out on Twitch. Uh, it's twitch.tv slash bondiesel. Uh, you can also check me out on Twitter as at bondiesel and the podcast as, uh, at the echo cast. Uh, if you want some cool division, uh, division themed, uh, echo cast or bondiesel merch, check out bondiesel.live slash merch. Uh, that's all I have. So until next time. I'm <laughs> sorry.